We welcome you in to the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. This is the best podcast available, training camp edition. Coming up on the program today, cornerback A.J. Green the third will join us. Looking forward to that conversation for the second-year pro out of Oklahoma State. Gribbs, we last talked on Sunday after the orange and brown practice. It's only gotten hotter since. I did not think that was possible, but it has indeed. What has stood out for you as this team gets ready for preseason game number one in an even hotter location, Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, I think we've officially reached the sick of each other stage of training camp. I, I, I'm not saying that, you know, the, the, the guys are behaving great with each other. We've, they've kept, they kept kept their cool, but it's just you've reached the, the dog days of camp where you need something to break up the monotony. And I think that the orange and brown scrimmage around orange and brown practice was a good way to break up that monotony. And then it was right back to the slog this week. And they've had just two of the hottest days of practice. You know, fortunately, Wednesdays was inside, but I think that just made things even hotter for the players. It made things nicer for me. I was standing by the, the gate. I had a nice breeze going. It was the most comfortable day uh, that I got to watch practice. But then I saw Drew, our uh, video guy, he looked like he just ran a marathon after filming that practice because he didn't have that that kind of luxury. So I, I, I can only imagine what it was like for the players who it, it looked like for both of these practices, the tempo was really up. And, and I think that they're slowly escalating things to, to get ready for, for the rigors of this, this preseason game coming up. And I'll say today or Wednesday, at least that uh, saw the most Kyle Lauletta that I've seen in a practice. And I think that's, you know, when you, when your head coach announces that the QB one will not be uh, playing in the preseason game, that only makes sense. You got to get QB three ready. Uh, and so you're expecting a lot of Case Keenum and Kyle Lauletta on the field. But uh, I thought for uh, uh, the Browns have an indoor facility that is not a full field. Uh, that short field has been condensed even further uh, with the addition of more of the, the weight room equipment. Uh, but they ran a very organized, streamlined practice today that, that looked like it ran as seamless as, as all these other practices have. And I, I thought that was encouraging to see as well. And it's a credit, you know, Jim Donovan and I were talking on Cleveland Browns Daily about this where, you know, in past years when you've had to move indoors, not exactly the crisp, crisp, crispness, the cleanness, the whole practice is kind of a little disjointed. I feel like Kevin Stefanski was waiting for a day like this. He's been preparing for a day like this. They moved right inside, and it was a good day of work. It was a hot day of work, but it was a good day of work. I mean, think of the massive adjustment you have to make just considering the layout of the fields here. I mean, it's what you, you've got like 10% of the space that you normally have. It's not like you're losing just one field. You're losing like two and a half, I would say, that you usually have access to. And uh, the guys seem to adjust very nicely to it. It just puts a lot more. I almost like it a little bit more because you don't have stuff going on on all other fields during team drills. So it's almost like a a more game-like atmosphere a little bit because it's the 11 on 11 and that's all you got room for. So it, it, it kind of heightens the intensity a little bit. I will say from this past past two days, especially, I've seen a lot from the tight ends. I mean, they're getting tons of balls thrown their way. And, and then Wednesday's practice in particular, a lot of balls caught by running backs. Uh, I saw Nick Chubb is looking really good running routes. Kareem Hunt had, again, is, is very smooth in that. Dearness Johnson feels comfortable with that. Demetric Felton's catching a lot of passes. I mean, this was a day where I, I, I didn't see many wide receivers catch passing team drills, but it was all tight ends and running backs. And, and so they're finding ways to move the ball no matter who's getting it. Well, and, and let's talk about Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton, two guys that we've seen on the field together 
over the past couple of days. Dearness in the backfield felt wide receiver a little bit more. Yeah, and you wonder if that's the just the direction of his overall career tra- trajectory or the more likely answer is that you've got a bunch of – a handful of injuries at wide receiver. I mean, you start with Odell's not working into team drills. Jarvis is getting rest days every now and then. Anthony Schwartz is out with a hamstring. Alexander Hollins is out with the hamstring as well. You only have so many bodies for, for at that position, but I think this is a good opportunity for him. I think he's showing the versatility. He looks really comfortable out there. The only thing that stands out is he's wearing number 25 and playing wide receiver. I mean, that's the, that's the one thing that stands out to me. I think he looks comfortable at it. He, he finds a good way to get separation from, from guys. It just, it looks natural to him. It, it reminds me of an even, I mean, maybe he wasn't as good of a, a running back in college as Duke Johnson was, but he, he's fitting in seamlessly as like a Duke Johnson did as, as a wide receiver. And I think that that's, that's something that's good to see. And I, I think we went into this thinking it's an either or with Dearness Johnson and Demetri Felton. And I'm not quite sure it's, it's that anymore. And that's where I was going next, because I think Dearness Johnson's had himself a nice camp and he's done some good things on special teams as well, that leads you to believe that, you might have to find a way to keep all four running backs going into the season here. Yeah. And I, I think we probably have, I don't know if we have some orange colored glasses on and we say this, but I think Dearness Johnson is someone, if he were anywhere else would probably be a, a rotation in the rotation back on a team. I mean, he could be your third down back if you didn't have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, this is someone that clearly has some talent has been here for three, three years now. Uh, and, and I think he's performed well anytime he's been asked to do it. And, and he missed the first couple of days of camp, but he came right back in and has fit in nicely. Uh, I'd, I'd expect to see a lot of him uh, on Saturday against the Jaguars. So a lot of guys getting some days off and some well-deserved rest uh, over, the, over the past week leading up to this Jacksonville game. Anthony Walker Jr., though, returning. Uh, a very, very good sign if you are the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and he did some work in team team on Wednesday as well. So he's he's not just bagging individuals. He's doing some some team stuff as well, but still seeing a lot more Jacob Phillips there as well. I mean, we'll see where he comes in at, at the preseason. I mean, I think you, you look at Saturday and you're thinking probably, you know, well, let's take it easy on, on, a, on a, such an important piece of the defense. But he's one of those pieces you want to get out there. And, and I'm looking now ahead to next Monday uh, or Tuesday, I guess, would be the first day back is – what are you going to have defensively when the Giants come here? You got, you know, you've got Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett off to the side. Jadavian Clowney's had some rest days here as well. It'll be interesting to see if you can maybe get a Ronnie Harrison back. Where, where's Grant Delpit at? I mean, those a lot of those guys. If you can get them back uh, for next week, I think that would be huge for for getting ready for the season. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question. I think next week you really you, you need to see what you have, and I know it's an unofficial depth chart. <laughs> that the team has to put out every week and it's preseason and who knows, but it, it will be interesting to see after this Jacksonville game, who's with the ones who's with the twos, because you're going to go up against the giants once, and you're going to go up against the Gi- You're going to go up against another team and their top players on Thursday, on Friday, and probably on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and we know we know the Giants' practice mentality. They like to they like to practice hard, and I, I think that I, I I've been buying my Giant stock going into this season. I think they're they're a real NFC East contender. Uh, so this is going to be a good challenge. And I I'm, again I'll say it over and over again. So happy that finally after all these years, joint practices are coming 
to the cross country mortgage campus. And, and I think that it's long overdue after so many years of having to go, go to someone else's place when, you know, we you don't like Tampa in here. August? Who doesn't yeah, like Tampa, Tampa in August? This week has been Tampa in August. And it, it's not something I enjoy, especially with the, the thunderstorms that come out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, the best part of Tampa in August was you were done by 12 o'clock, not starting at two. <laughs> so that's the deal there. All right. Kevin Stefanski said he's going to give some of his other assistants, other than AVP, the chance to call some plays here in these three preseason games. Could be a situational, could be a possession, could be a half, could be a quarter designed to help them as coaches. And I, I think it's awesome to see. I really wish that we would kind of have an idea who might be calling plays and when they might be calling them. We're not going to know, obviously, until after the fact, if at all. But I, I think it's a great job, again, by Coach Stefanski uh, continuing on the other side of things to develop his guys so that ultimately they move up and they have a chance to succeed, uh, if not as a coordinator with the team elsewhere. Yeah, and I think it, it speaks from experience for Kevin Stefanski, who, as he told us, you know, he called his first play in the NFL when it really mattered. He didn't even get a preseason. He, he, he called his actual first play in the NFL in a regular season game, which is just crazy to think. I mean, to not even have a dry run at it. And I think that this, again, he's been all about developing his coaches all throughout the offseason. I, I think that that's been a huge thing for him, the personal development aspect of it. Because I think when when – Kevin Stefanski looks at his own resume and looks at the, these other guys on his staff. I mean, Stefanski's resume is almost impossible for a coach in modern day NFL to match, to be with a, a, a team as long as he was for that long and continue to kind of move up. That just doesn't happen much in the NFL. And I think he knows that for these guys to get opportunities, you, you probably have to, to go and, and, and kind of work your way up the ladder. And I think this is stuff that can impress because a lot of offensive coordinators that get hired, in the NFL have never called plays, but this is like a, a step in the door. You can point to your, your body of work that, that happened. You know, you can point to what, uh, how you handled that situation, what you learned from it. That's something that gives you a leg up on some of the competition when you're interviewing for these jobs. And I think Stefanski realizes that and that's, it'll be good to see. I, I, I just wonder if we'll get a post-game breakdown of, all right, this quarter was this guy. This guy was, That's this what I, was this guy. Know. I, I don't know if we're going to get that. I, I, I think that that we'll ju we're just going to have to really pay attention to the sidelines. Yeah. Or when the assistant coaches and the position guys end up talking throughout training camp, as has yeah. been the case uh, a couple times already here in 2021. That's a look at what's happened since the orange and brown practice. It's been a busy week at the cross country mortgage campus. And Gribble and I had a chance to sit down with second-year corner A.J. Green the third. Remember, a guy that a year ago was in demand by just about every team in the National Football League. He chose to come here, signed with the Browns, made the, uh, the roster, was a practice squad guy for most of the year, got some action, got some reps. More importantly, got that first season under his belt, and now he's vying for a spot on the full-time 53-man roster. He had a chance to talk to us about that year one to year two transition. Have a watch and have a listen. And here on the best podcast available, Training Camp Edition, live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus, Jason Gibbs, Andrew Gribble, happy to be joined by A.J. Green the third, And no longer a rookie, my friend. Year two of the 20 uh, of your career and into the 2021 season. Uh, we're about two weeks into camp. How are things going for you here so far? Um, so far, uh, camp has been going good. Just trying to stay on top of it, uh, trying to stay healthy, 
and um, just trying to fill in and uh, just kind of be there where my presence is needed with guys like uh, Denzel uh, taking less reps right now and things like that. So I'm just trying to step up to the plate. Yeah, AJ, what is it like out there when, when some guys are sidelined and all of a sudden you're with the, the second or even sometimes first group? How does that affect your mindset when you go into a practice? Um, I know uh, we have a standard in our DB room and uh, we want to hold everyone to the standard. So whether or not um, it's Denzel out there or it's myself, uh, we all know we got to do when we go out there. It's been it's a deep defensive back room. A lot of new faces, though, in that defensive back room. How has everything been going in terms of everybody getting up to speed and being on the same page? Um, everything has uh, been going good so far, uh, like with the addition of uh, J3 and uh, T Hill. I mean, uh, those guys just came in, jailed perfectly um, up to speed on the playbook, and uh, we are just kind of helping each other out. And AJ, it seemed like when when camp got started, especially you you came in with kind of a it looked like a, a sense of confidence. You looked like you, you've been there before. How much different is it when you are in year two and you you seem like you know where you're going and everything's on the same page? Um, I mean, I just kind of came in, um, just know I have to earn my spot. Um, nothing's gonna be easy. Um, nothing's gonna be given. I just got to go out there and work hard every day. So um, I kind of just know I can play the position, uh, know what I'm capable of. So I just carried that on my shoulder. A.J. Green the third, joining us, cornerback for your Cleveland Browns, year two now. He's a veteran. And uh, I, I would have to think, A.J., it was nice in the offseason to actually get a little bit of downtime. When you're going from college to the pro ranks, there's not really a day off. Even in COVID, you, you got interviews, you got workouts, all, all that rolled into one. Uh, it had to be nice to catch your breath a little bit. Right, yeah. Um, the NFL offseason is uh, totally different from the college uh, offseason. It's actually like you're kind of off. Uh, everything is on you. You got your own schedule. Um, you have your own place and things like that. So aside from uh, college, just kind of just kind of take care of your body, um, staying uh, conditioned, and uh, just constantly working and moving out. AJ, tell me what last year was like for you. I mean, it's kind of a, an interesting year, a lot of time on the practice squad, but you're called up a, a few times. What, what what was it like going through year one in the NFL? Um, going through year one, um, I would say it was kind of tough. Um, just uh, I feel like I kind of sold myself short, um, knowing I wanted to make the team. I wanted to make it 53, but uh, I didn't come up short. But I just kind of used that time and uh, just used uh, tips from people like Odell or Jarvis and uh, just kind of – just kind of just use what I had to my advantage. So whether it's watching Denzel, making him uh, make plays, uh, learning from Greedy, uh, whether it's off the field, even though he wasn't playing, he just kind of still just gave me some pointers and things like that. So I just feel like I kind of gathered, gathered everything and I kind of knew what I wanted in year two. So I'm just trying uh, to go out there and have the best preseason I can. Who's the player that you learned the most from in year one? Um, in year one, um, I, w- I would probably have to say um, that that's a tough one. I, I I learned a lot from a lot of the guys, but I would probably say from um, from my aspect, I'd probably say is uh, Sendejo, just his uh, love and passion for the game and kind of how he knew everything and kind of how he just approached the game. So that's probably uh, somebody I would say I learned a lot from. And what all did did you take in as a member of the practice squad. I mean, what, what did you have to do weekly to get ready and, and help out the team in any way you could? Um, I mean, I, I was honored. I, um, I mean, I had the opportunity to still be with the team. 
So um, I was grateful for that, but uh, I was also going against uh, the one offense. So I still got to line up against, uh, across from Jarvis and across from Odell. So I constantly was improving my game using the techniques um, that Joe Woods and uh, Howard and Lynch uh, taught me. So I was just using that to my advantage and uh, just basically staying ready so I don't have to get ready. What What is it like or who's the who's the toughest guy to cover on this Browns team out of that wide receiver room? Um, I have, I have a few of my friends back home ask this question, but, um, uh, I'll probably say, uh, I'll probably say it, it was Odell from last year. That was kind of like my, oh, you're, you're in the NFL now, like, like that line up across from him, knowing who he is and, um, the things he's accomplished. So he, like some people you can come in, you might not think they're that, but the Odell, I feel like he was a great competitor. And, um, uh, that was probably the best player I didn't line up against. AJ, how excited are you that you actually get to get involved with the preseason this year? I know that had to be tough to, as an undrafted guy last year, not having having the preseason on the schedule last year. Um, that 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 was tough, uh, not having the preseason last year. But um, I'm, I just know that like like when when something like that is taken away from you, you're just grateful for the opportunity. So I'm grateful that uh, we get these three preseason games, and uh, I'm just gonna go out there and just put a lot on film and um, just let the chips fall where they may. AJ Green, the third, our guest here, cornerback for your Cleveland Browns. What is the biggest challenge when you have to practice in the heat and humidity that we've had here over the last couple of days? I'm from I'm from Texas, so I'm kind of uh, used to the heat. So, but probably just staying hydrated. That's probably the biggest key: just staying hydrated, knowing you're going to be out there uh, running with the receivers every play, running to the ball every play. So, I'll probably just say just staying hydrated. AJ, what? Uh... What's it been like to be a part of a defense that has really taken on a new identity this offseason and, and seeing all these new players that the team has brought on and trying to be a part of that? Um, I mean, man, man, it's great. Like, like it's, it's different from college. Um, in college, you know, you have some guys that are going to make it to the league and you have some guys that are not. You have some guys that are pretty good and some guys that are not. But, like, when you have guys like Miles Garrett, Clowney, lined up on the edge, um, <laughs> It, 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 it's crazy. Like, you just basically got to go out there and just do your job. All right. So, Jeff Howard was talking on Cleveland Browns Daily earlier today about you. And he, he called you accountable. He called you reliable. He called you consistent. Which one of those three do you think applies most to you? Um, out, of, out of those three, accountable, I would probably say, um, I would probably say con- consistent because um, that's something – that um, I kind of take myself, knowing that um, playing corner, you have to definitely be consistent. But also with these practices, you got to come out. You can't just do it one day. You got to come out. You got to do it the next day. You got to do it the next day. And something Coach Stefanski say, like, it's the dog days of camp. So now camp, people feeling sore or hurt, you still got to go out there and make plays. So I'll probably say uh, consistency. AJ, when you go into a preseason game, do you do much game planning prep or are you just going out there and, and doing what you do in practice every day? How how's the preparation go for a game like this? Um, we we are doing uh, some game planning prep, but um they're kind of just saying just just go out there and ball, uh just treat it like a practice, do what you've been doing in practice, do what you've been taught, and just go out there and ball, you can play. So that that's kind of my approach to it. Just go out there, uh Joe Woods get the call in, I get the call. And um, I play with confidence. AJ, we appreciate the time. We know uh, the day is not done yet. On to meetings and uh, and a few more things before uh, 
Thursday rolls around and then another day closer to game day and game number one of the preseason against Jacksonville. Wish you all the best of luck over the next few weeks. And, and we look forward to covering you and watching you out on the field here as we get closer to September 12th and that game one in Kansas City. Appreciate the time. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks to A.J. Green the third for his time. Gribbs, uh, a guy that I think we're going to see quite a lot from over the next three preseason football games. And a one of many that we're going to see as I think the veterans and some of the starters get a little more time off. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about this roster, a lot of it being locked in, and, and A.J. is in one of the areas that there is a competition, I think, where a lot of those outside corners have been playing really well uh, that are vying for maybe one potential spot uh, on this roster. And I, I think he, A.J.'s probably got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for how last year unfolded. I think he probably came in expecting to, to make, make a good run at the 53. He got a little taste of the NFL coming up for three games. Uh, last year and I, I think that he he's 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 a guy that's certainly standing out and I, I think that he can carry that into a preseason game where I think this was a guy that could have benefited benefited from having a preseason last year but but now he gets to, to benefit from this year yeah and, and again what it will ultimately come down to is not only what you do on defense but it will come down to what you are able to do on special teams for Mike Prefer and company so that's something to watch as that unfolds other than no injuries what are you most looking forward to seeing Saturday night in Jacksonville uh, I'll be watching the rookies I think that they're going to get a big opportunity to to get a lot of playing time I think someone like a, 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 J, a Jeremiah Wusukormo Greg Newsom uh, James Hudson's probably going to get a lot of run out there at, at, at left tackle so uh, this is spotlight on the rookies once we heard that Baker's not playing you, you start to, to to deduce who else might not be playing and we'll see about that in the coming days but uh, this, this to me is, is another rookie spotlight moment for, for these guys to make an impression uh, in their first NFL atmosphere. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see who does indeed play, how much they play. You said it. I think the rookies going to be playing. I think James Hudson could be one of those guys that's looking for a breather in the third quarter, and they just tell him, nope, you're good. Stay out there. <laughs> play. You're going to figure it out. The only way you're going to get better is to keep getting reps. So I think a lot of the rookies may, may run into that Saturday night down in Jacksonville. Looking forward to it. And Gribble will be on the sideline on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network for the game. Uh, I will be up in the booth with Jim Donovan and Doug Deacon. Uh, we are back next week with the best podcast available, Joint Practice Week. Browns, Giants, from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus, we will join you. So looking forward to that. We'll recap the Jacksonville game and get you ready for preseason game number two between the Browns and the Giants. Enjoy Saturday night's game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thanks to Jeff McDaniel. Thanks to A.J. Green for his assistance and his time joining the program today. Make sure you like and subscribe today to the best podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Download it today. You can also watch all of our episodes youtube.com slash browns for andrew gribble i'm jason gibbs thanks for watching thanks for listening to the best podcast available